Welcome to the Clientele Podcast brought to you by WP Care Market, where our mission is to bridge the gap in communication between website professionals and their clients to better the website services relationships and restore trust. On each episode of the podcast, we will bring you a web pro and a client to give you different perspectives on the conversation as we learn and grow from one another. So on the web pro side of the conversation, it's none other than Mr. Mike Killen, a successful author with a new book coming out. Yeah. Universe Fuel. Everyone should buy it. Universe Fuel. Yeah. That's exciting. I'll put that in the the description there, Mr. Mike. And then purely on the title, I want to read that now. Right, that's it. It's full of it's nonsense inside. It's literally just garbled nonsense. But the the, the title, I was like, there's a few grand in that. <laughs> just enough to you know pay for yeah a trip coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the client side of this conversation, I have the lovely Todd Shays, who is owner of Queen Bee Salon and Spa, with his beautiful wife Jody, who is also British, like. Our, our other guest, Mike Killen. And they have um, a really great product line as well of, of Queen Bee Salon and Spa products, three locations. Every time I turn around, you're opening a new location. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so if you ever need body waxing in LA, that's who you call. Right, Todd? You don't call me, but yes, call Queen Bee. <laughs> that's Salon what this spa that. Yeah, that's, that's right. what this topic is about. This call is going to be about waxing. So, That's awesome. right. And this is the first time in a while I've been introduced as lovely. So I appreciate that. <laughs> you are lovely. Uh, enjoyable to speak with. One of, the, <laughs> one of the uh, most tech-friendly uh, clients we'll probably have on the podcast. <laughs> so, well, this topic is, um, so again, it's named after some, uh, some movies and television. This is one of my husband's favorite, Anchorman. Anchorman. Oh, mm. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, where, uh, you know, the topic of this podcast being using news content and posts on a website. Cause funny enough, a lot of us are using WordPress, uh, mm. for a lot of our platforms. And that was actually started as basically supposed to be a news platform. It was supposed to be for blog posts and we've kind of converted it to do, uh, everything and, and the above. So with, with this, with, with news and content, my question for, for Todd is, you know, you guys do produce uh, a lot of content on on your site in terms of articles and FAQs and, and blog posts and things like that. So when do you look at that and, and, and see it as important to site visits and, and conversion for your customers? Um, I think you might be assuming I'm more sophisticated than I am. Uh, <laughs> You're further along than a lot of people. We'll just put it that way. We are constantly updating um, our FAQs and our information about the stores. I think we're a little less consistent with, with blogging, um, but uh, we do find that we get a lot of traction when we do post the blog on whatever it, it may be about. And, and the good ones will we'll promote on the front page of our site. And I think, I think somehow it does make us more engaging and seem more relevant on the, the content matter because we're not just being a salon and spa. We're providing your beauty advice and beauty tips and commentary about what's going on out there. And um, so for the time invested to make it, the value you see is that it makes you just look relevant and helpful. Correct. And it gives us content that we can engage with on social media. We can link to our blog. We'd have people comment on it. And, um, and we have, we've had people who have uh, come into us as clients at our physical stores who have, 
told us they really enjoyed reading such and such a blog entry. And I'll go back and, and, and I'll look at it like that was a year and a half. That was two years mm -hmm. ago we published that. And for some reason it resonated and they were maybe so intrigued with the content we have on our website. They went pouring, pouring through the blog and then just go straight to the appointment booking form. So it's interesting. You never know what's going to pique someone's interest or what is maybe direct linked from some other website that they found our content interesting. That's how they found us. So I think it does. It, always, it, it helps and we ought to do more of it. So thank you for this reminder. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike, yeah, that's, that's what, what your perspective on. Is it, you know, is it worth his time to, yeah. how, to produce and how much and how frequent? And, so I, sorry, go on. Yeah, and where should he find value? Yeah, and it's, it's, I, as, as we were going through this, I was checking out your Instagram channel and you might have seen the audio come through from like the latest story that I was like checking out. So I was like, yeah, they're, they're constantly like, doing the Instagram posts and um, yeah, the blog content. The first thing is you're absolutely right. A bit like Dan saying that Anchorman's his favorite video. If he met Will Ferrell, he'd be like, oh my God, I love Anchorman, despite the fact that it's pushing maybe 15 years, maybe 15, 12 maybe. years, something like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. A, it's an old film. It's almost irrelevant the length of time. Assuming that you don't write content that needs to be updated, like new stuff, like political stuff, obviously goes out of date quite quickly. But you're not running that kind of like business. You're not a media company, technically. So right. the, the the content you've put out is good. What's also interesting is some of the stuff that you guys have written, especially um, that uh, Jody has gone on about, is almost less to do with. Here's why you should wax or get your brows done and stuff like one of them here is about how like you should desexualize the idea of waxing it's not just a, a, and i was like that's a really interesting take for a company to say this is not just about the actual product and the service this is kind of getting involved with people and talking about ideas and yeah individually it makes a massive difference on a grand scale at the moment the kind of the the the, the frequency that you're doing it it's probably not doing like a huge amount for your traffic. It probably certainly helps. It absolutely helps, but mm -hmm. you're not producing such a volume that it becomes like the following. Uh, the, 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 the Instagram is, is kind of another situation, but just having one person, if I knew that I could affect one person coming in three months earlier or a week earlier, I definitely continue doing it. Like it's, it's just, it massively increases that authority and helps with your pricing as well. You can charge a lot more with, with your, how much blog content you've got. Do, do you think, okay, so like when I think back, oh gosh, eight years ago, I think there was a time when people would follow blogs. Mm. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I mean, prove me wrong. I mean, I, I don't follow blogs. I'm waiting for Google's newsfeed to serve me up you know, the latest Dodger score apparently um, with my son's logarithm hijacking. But, you know, it feeds me up, you know, it knows I'm, I'm into WordPress. It knows I'm into the things and, and I'm sort of waiting for it to serve me up things. And then, okay, I'm on a few newsletter lists, you know, for like business wise, but do people follow blogs anymore or are they just finding them through search or like in Todd's case, they're, they're coming to the website because they're interested in the business and they stumble along the blog and it's used as that like one time moment to kind of get a little bit of education to move forward with, with booking or engaging. We, like, what's your experience? I mean, do you think people are actually, yeah, I mean, so the short answer is I think it's yes. I think it does get more complicated because 
I don't think anyone follows. I, I, you're right. Purely down to the technology, the way the technology works now is we don't, we're not sent that kind of stuff, but uh, an email list is a really good example of people who follow your blog. Frankly, if you write content, you push out your emails, just like with uh, the Instagram channel, uh, the Instagram page, if you have content on that, that is the equivalent now of being followed. I think mm. the type of content, the length of the content, the frequency that is published is very different, but also you kind of flip that and you think, if I was to produce content less frequently, is my voice either controversial enough or helpful enough or different enough from whatever's out there that people think, although I don't specifically follow Mike Killen's blog, I do like what he writes or I like what Queen Bee writes. You know, I typically agree with what they've got to say. It's almost more a case of, eh, it kind of gets a bit like marketing spiel, but it's, it's almost closer to branding and delivering on expectations as opposed to this is the media channel that we pump out content regularly for. I don't know. This is a really good question. I, I'd be kind of interested to hear what, what Todd has to think about it. So what platform, Todd, do you find people are following you guys the most? Oh, it's all Instagram all the time. I mean, it's where, that's where our, our focus has been. Um, you know, Facebook is really a derivative of, of Instagram. You know, the, the, the one thing that drives us crazy is that Instagram, you can't, unless it's changed recently, because I'm not that involved in it because I yep. personally can't stand Instagram because yeah. I'm a male. I'm, I'm a guy of a certain age, so yeah. it's not for me. Uh, but that you can't put uh, URLs in each post, which of course on Facebook, you want to get that engagement. So uh, we will go back in. Instagram will, will feed um, our brand page and then our two LA stores are fed on Facebook from that. We'll go back in and edit the post to put the link in the Facebook version of it. Um, but uh, sometimes, but, but, uh, it's all, it's all Instagram right now, as far as, as that goes. Yeah. See, that's really interesting. Cause you know, before Instagram, so, you know, before five years ago, there wasn't that platform. And now that there is that platform that directly speaks to your guys' target market, like you can't get more exactly like who's walking mm. through the doors That's right. and the people who are on Instagram, that it's almost like you said, feeding that news you know, becoming more relevant in that as your news platform is more important well, than like a blog. Well, and then thinking, I mean, I know the, the main topic is in Instagram, but as we've thought about Instagram, um, you know, it then becomes important that each, each story doesn't just stand on its own, on its own, but people will often discover us mm. through Google or Yelp or wherever they find us. And then they'll go to Instagram to check us out. And of course we mm. link to Instagram on our website. I think we've got five of our most recent posts, which means the whole brand has to be consistent because people are looking not just at the mm -hmm. recent posts. Some people are scrolling through and seeing us, but a lot of people are saying they're going to look at 15 posts in a grid and they're going to get a sense. Does the brand have a color? Does it have a voice? Is it have, is there sort of a consistency to it? Is there, Oh, look, every Monday is whatever. Every Thursday is, is they have this other theme. And um, so we've had to give a lot of thought to how we approach Instagram from, uh, from that level. Mm. Um, but but we've seen engagement in the last year. I think I think we went from, you know, under three thousand users to well over ten, mm. um, simply by engaging with people on Instagram. Instead of just posting, we're tagging people and we're we're engaging with them, and it has it has really grown from there. So as like so, I'm I'm stalking you right now on 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 LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm kind <laughs> yeah. of and and uh, operations is is kind of your your key area. 
you clearly are. Yeah. Probably, what does it say? Some some clever uh, thing about how I'm focused <laughs> on finance and operations. It and says I'm, exactly that. Yeah. Focus yeah, on finance okay. and operations, right? Which yeah, is, I wrote which that is, maybe 10 years ago. Okay, perfect. All right. So, okay. No, <laughs> That's I, what I, you I, wanted it to be in 10 years, Todd. <laughs> Yeah. yeah right <laughs> yeah 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 no that's 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 kind of interesting because it's you know i was just kind of like poking around and stuff and and you mentioned you were like yeah I, I understand the concepts of it i don't physically get into the weeds of you know we talked about google last time and then this time it's mm -hmm. it's social and all the content and stuff as someone it, as, a, as, a, as the, the director of operations or the, the coo or whatever mm -hmm. What's what? Are, what are your biggest headaches then? Because I no. I still think the content. Do you have time for Todd? Yeah, like that, yeah, we've got time. <laughs> but like even just like a top level one, is it something that content could fix? I'd be really interested to know that. Obviously, some of the biggest headaches in uh, as far as like, content and internet, because the biggest headache is California labor law. But we're not going to get into that. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's he runs a mean payroll. Let me just say, yeah. Todd oh my runs God. a mean yeah. payroll. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, the biggest headaches uh, online, I think it really is, um, you know, I know Jody is, is my wife, Jody is much more involved with the, uh, the voice and the, the brand aesthetic and what, and very much involved with what we're putting out on mm. Instagram and social media. We have a, uh, an, a social media consultant who does a lot mm. of that work, but Jody is very involved in that. And I know it takes a lot of effort. I mean, we're coming up, I think we're posting seven to nine times a week on Instagram yeah. and uh, you know, how do you make it interesting and relevant? What are you going to think? Here's another brow wax. Yeah. Look, a pot yeah. of, of, of balm you can put on your face. She'd kill me if she heard me use the word balm. I don't even know. What <laughs> this is why they locked me up in the back office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the accounting software. But, um, but uh, it, it's a struggle how to stay relevant. You know, do we, mm. want to, do we want it to all be timely? Hey, we're running a special today because that gets old for people looking at the feed, you know, two months from now. So uh, I think the biggest struggle is, well, what content is interesting and how do we publish it? Mm. That's it. That's the question. That That's a good focus for this podcast too. I mean, mm. at what point, at what point are you just creating for creating sake? Cause someone told mm. you that you need to put stuff out of there and you're just, you know, beating your head against the wall with just this, the same stuff. Cause at, at one point, you know, you can be like in Mike's case, you know, a funnel marketing guru and he could, he can create content every single day because he's teaching. Mm. But like for businesses, for our clients, we can't just come to them and be like, you need to create content every day. If they're a salon and spa and, and they're, you know, they're feeling like, well, what, you know, what am I going to keep, what conversation am I going to keep having to, to, to push this out every day? I mean, I guess that's a question for you, Mike, because that is a big yeah. thing that you say a lot that we should be pushing content every day. Yeah, you should. Every single industry in the world, bar none, has benefited. Their sales process has benefited. Uh, and to an extent, their kind of operations and product delivery have benefited from creating a lot of content or at least kind of high-level authority content. Like um, if you shift the focus away from we want to push our product out as in and start thinking about okay well ultimately why are we doing this like why do i care about making people look better what's what's the deeper reason why why does our business exist and it's obviously not a question we can kind of answer in the next 30 seconds and as we get deeper into it and you might know fully well why that is for me, it's because I believe that if people are better at sales, they're actually better people. They make better decisions. So everything I do is based around that process. A colleague of mine, 
she runs a, a beauty salon here in the UK. Uh, and her whole thing is she doesn't believe that your career should be held back by how you look. So if you are fine and more confident in how you look, and typically that does rely on uh, uh, kind of some touch-ups here and there and, and feeling confident in that, then you're more likely to c- progress in your career. So her content is based around career progression. She doesn't sell beauty. She sells a higher paycheck. And when you begin to understand like, you know, what it is, and there is there are themes running through your content. There are really clear themes running through your content. And I think if you leaned into that, that side of it, if anything, you'd be thinking, shit, we've got too much stuff to me to say now. We need to rein it back. You know, that's that's typically how I see the that 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 shift work. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to think about is uh, there's so many different reasons why people, at least in our industry, would go to a beauty salon and and um yeah. and uh, you know, within the waxing space, which is you know one of our key services, it's a uh, uh, it's a highly sexualized perceived service yep. and a lot of our quote unquote competition, that's their, that's their stick. Mm-hmm. All their marketing is 23 year old, you know, women in bikinis, mm. um, you know, glistening in the sand and, mm. and, or they're on a bed seductively. And, and that is not what we're about. And so we, when we've done our own internal exercise of what is, what is our brand about? What is mm. it that we stand for? Um, there's a reason why Jody wrote that blog to desexualize waxing and talking about how it goes all the way back to the era of Cleopatra. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's a matter of cleanliness and just feeling good in your own skin. And, and for whatever reasons that people um, choose that. And if that's what we stand for, then we want to, I agree with you, want to sort of stake that out through the, through the blog. I mean, another idea we have is affordable luxury for all. Yep. You know, we, we consider ourselves to be more high end than, than some of our competition, but we are not high end on the price. So these are things that we could play out through talking about and defining our brand through blogs and other posts. Yeah. So that's real, you know, those two things, having those two platforms, I think that elevates your brand mm. way bigger than, you know, a handful of locations. Like it elevates your brand bigger for sure. That vision and mission. So we have another podcast about vision, mission, and values. It's called Mission Impossible. Um, (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But very few, at least the ones that we run into, have that well-defined. And it sounds like you and Jody have really stumbled. I mean, if you could narrow in on that, then uh, wow, where you could go with Queen Bee could be, you know, very big. Well, let's take then you could then you could do a blog post and call it other oh, places you'll go by Dr. Seuss <laughs> by Dr. Uh, Todd. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but if you took like, I can't help myself. If you took that concept of why the over-sexualization of the beauty industry is really bad and here's how, here's what we think about it. Right. If you just, and that became a book, even like a, just a 200 page book. What other salon in the world has ever said, I'm going to stake, and there are examples, I'm going to stake our reputation and our desire to help people on this piece of content. You could charge whatever you want after that because all of a sudden you're someone, you're, a, you're the brand with, you're like, we actually wrote the book on this. We, we believe this so, and it's, it's, it's just an example, but you, there's no business in the world that can't benefit from talking about like what they believe in that strongly. And we often find, unfortunately, Queen Bee's, the opposite of this we find a lot of businesses they're like i just don't care that strongly about it i'm like well i can't help you then there's nothing i can do for this in terms of your sales structure and your sales process because if you don't care that much about it to 
put it put ink to paper why the hell are your customers going to pay for it and that's typically the transaction i think that people want to see they're like well you can do it fine but do you really care and the best way to prove that you care is to to create and publish something about it and you know a book would be you know that's that's helped a lot of the healthcare industry is a great example of people who have published a couple of books and wouldn't you know it bosh that's the thing that they're then known for diets healthcare you know all that kind of stuff boom that's it todd another thing for your list probably i'll put that up I'll, I'll put that yeah right like now. you've got nothing else to do right yeah. Yeah. yeah but i do think you really hit on something interesting which is you know maybe this is getting a little bit beyond but uh the, the scope but as we talk about content i really do think you know our industry is extremely competitive especially here in los angeles especially mm-hmm. hair removal waxing and, and so on and so the question is, what makes us unique? You know, you can't compete too much on price because there's mm-hmm. a lot of price pressure right now not to raise prices past a certain point. So you can't, price isn't going to be it. So what do you do to say that we're different? Well, certainly customer service and what's the experience we're going to give, what's the quality of our staff. That's important. It's very important. But really, it's a, philo- it's a philosophy. It's what do we stand for? Why are yeah. we here? And what is it we're really providing to you? Is it to, you know, set you up for your boyfriend is flying into town tonight? Or is it something more about who you are it's like you said with the salon in uh in england it's you know what makes someone potentially feel better in their own skin such that they're going to have a a more fulfilled career it's the same concept there's a larger um there's something larger at play so i think knowing what your brand is about and um and then building you know using that as stake posts and building the tent around that helps helps to differentiate us in the market because people say queen b stands for something different than you know the dunkin donuts in every corner you know, that, you know, that's, so I think it's a really interesting point that you made and that I expanded on incredibly well. And, that, and then you will then own your idea when you go and talk to Jody about this. Be like, I just thought of something today. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Cause I think that sort of buttons up the idea behind providing content is that if you don't have the bigger mission of what you're wanting to say, you're just putting content out for content's sake in hope that, you know, you do drive traffic or, or provide credibility or, you know, any of these, like, you know, just throwing darts at the wall. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's really helpful. I like that. We'll use that as the, the main takeaway for this. Cool. Well, I want to thank Todd and thank Mike for joining me on the podcast today. Hopefully this conversation will help you guys um, and all the listeners out there with, um, with a relationship with one another as we encourage the growth of businesses through their website. So until next time, I'm Christine Romero with WP Care Market. Here's to your success.